welcome to Talking Trades, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy, I'm a DC fan, and my favorite amusement park is Universal Studios. And I'm John, a Marvel nut, and my favorite theme park is Six Flags Great America. Welcome to Talking Trades. John, uh, amusement parks. Yes. It's an interesting opener. And I think you, it's pretty on the news. I think you went with an interesting choice. Uh, that's 100% of the theme parks I've been to. Wow. So. <laughs> What's your, what is your favorite ride at Six Flags? Uh, oh, man. I, Raging Bull's great. I think Viper, honestly. It's an underrated choice. I like I mean, it a lot. I like people the, don't like that ride. The wooden coaster, it it's also very thematic. Yeah. It like, is. it's very windy like a Viper. Yep. It's just super cool. American Eagle was great until they took the backwards ride out. But like, Is it, it the backwards ride out? Yeah, oh yeah. I haven't been in a while. It's not safe. <laughs> You go break something. Um, what is cool though was the the Batman coaster was definitely built in the nineties. Oh, I love that coaster. So the the whole weight the weight into there is uh, Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton, and then Dark Knight coaster. The ride is super whatever, but the weight though the line is great. The weight is cool because it's, it's the entirety of it's Gotham Underground and the uh, the public transportation, and they film like a bit with Aaron Eckhart. Oh, it's so good, so good. It's very much the. Uh, the weight is better than the ride. Yep. 100%. The ride is super mediocre. Um, I like, uh, I did Deja Vu once. That's more than enough. I did the Giant Drop once. Never again. So, yeah. Giant Drop I did once. Never again. Uh, Deja Vu. So, I had a season pass in high school. And I went like six or eight times. That's awesome. And every time, Deja Vu was closed. Oh. And I was upset. So, I wanted to read Deja Vu. So... Later in the season, later later in the season, so we're getting to like fright fest territory. Nice. Um, get Never to the. They've been fright fest. No, it's fine. I want to go. Um, we get to the like the part right before you get on, and they're like, "Well, there's some moisture in the air, so uh, work. We're we gotta close it down." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Another time I go get on the ride. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> Wasn't worth the like eight tries. Yeah, but I like it. It's fun. Um. What I found out was there were three deja vus, mm-hmm. and the other two were closed down entirely because if it's too humid, you can't the ride can't operate. Really? Yeah. So like, why? So there were two. Why even try to operate at the other? Exactly. Month? Yeah. So I think one was maybe Georgia, and one was like northeast. Georgia's like a terrible place for humidity. Humidity closing right. ride. Right. So the Six Flags one was the only one open for more than like three months. Interesting. Which was interesting. Yeah. The Great America one. I didn't know that. It's a, it's a fun little fact. Little factoids with John. Um, I was always partial to Raging Bull. Raging Bull's great. Such a good ride. Such a I, That was worth... That ride alone is worth the fast pass. Mm-hmm. Such a fun ride. Um, I was just at Universal Studios. With uh, Trevor and Katie's wedding thing. What'd you think? Uh, it's the best. It's the best. I did. I just stayed in Harry Potter World the whole time because I'm a huge nerd. It was so much fun. Nerd, nerd. I loved it so much. Um, but we're talking about amusement parks because this week we're reading a book all about amusement parks. But before we get to that, let's talk about this week in geek. This week in geek. Uh, this week in geek, we've got some. Uh, we got two trailers to talk about. Let's talk about the worst of the two trailers uh, that's, uh, in John's opinion, Aquaman. Because John is utter and complete trash for the other trailer. What did you think Which of Which is the- not to say I disliked Aquaman. Far from it. Nope. It's just the 1B of these choices this week. <laughs> what did you think of the Aquaman trailer? Uh, I thought it was good. And I also got 
Okay, so this is for the definitely record, this a is, horror movie. Well, I want to. <laughs> so I want to. I want to back up. This is trailer two, which came out recently. It is the five minute trailer. If you're keeping track at home, uh, I liked it a lot. What I got off of it were Uncharted vibes. Yeah, like that's just what it looked like straight up. It was it was a couple, guy and a girl clipping to each other the entire time. While going for, to various locales and cities looking for, like, ancient artifacts. Sounds super Uncharted. I, I don't know much about the Uncharted series, but what I do know, yes. I would agree 100%. I really liked the visuals. I liked how, mm-hmm. how like, colorful it was. Right? It's bright. People are enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. It's great. Aquam- it's all we ever want. The, the plot also seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Atlantis is going to attack the surface. Yada, yada. Aquaman's got to stop him from doing it. Uh, how good does the orange suit look on Jason Momoa? Oh, on the it, final shot? In it comparison looks, to how it's always looked in forever. It looks great. It's People were saying there's no chance in hell they pull that suit off well. I, I think they did it. I'm pretty sure that's the final frame of the movie. It would make sense. But. It's the mid credit scene, maybe. I think it looks great. People would be so mad if that was the mid credit scene. So, We've already seen this! <laughs> Fun tangent. Yeah? Are we getting a Justice League 2? I don't think so. Never? I don't know. They gotta, they're got they going to redo the whole universe, it looks like. What would be neato is if they just went forward and say, that didn't happen. Like, it all started at Aquaman. I don't, dude, I don't know. You act like I have any idea. I've given up guessing what the DCEU is going to do now. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to watch Shazam. I'm going to watch Aquaman. I'm going to hope the Flash movie gets made. Don't I'm forget just about Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, but I feel like that's... You know, an obvious one. That one we knew was going to happen, and we know it's going to be pretty good. Because Chris Pine's in it, Gal Gadot's in it, and Patty Jenkins is directing and writing it. So I have zero issue with that movie. The Aquaman movie, I was like, oh, God, that might suck. The Shazam movie, oh, God, that might suck. Shazam looks so good, though. No, 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 before the trailer. Yeah. Like, when we had yeah, nothing yeah. to go on, I was like, God, please don't screw it up. And we, Wonder Woman was safe. I'm good with Wonder Woman. I'm so... I'm just in limbo with the DCEU. I want to love them. They just won't let me. Um, yeah. The other trailer. Oh, my, my garbage. Your garbage. I'll let you handle this one. Uh, Dark Phoenix trailer came out. Looks like a movie. It looks good. I'll commit to good. I'm not gonna You're excited. Further. I'm very excited for the movie. I've been excited for the movie. I've been excited since last year and it's supposed to come out. Not... Uh, not that you're better. Yeah, it's and then it got delayed till uh, Valentine's Day. Yep. Then it got further delayed till June seventh, twenty nineteen. It's so long. It's so long. It's more than a that's, year away. Yeah, that's like nine months. No, it's less than a year away. After it initially was announced for, which that's is so long, absurd. Because they moved their schedule around, and they're like, okay, we're gonna. We're going to, instead of the fall having that Battle Angel Alita movie, we're going to instead put a PG-13 cut Deadpool 2, which also I guess we can talk about, in theaters. I'm going to see it. Fred Savage is coming back. He's reprising his role from The Princess Bride. To see the, the, which the, is the, weird. the, the stills of it? <laughs> yes, I did. Hilarious. In a bear shirt in the same bed. I love it. I'm very <laughs> into so that part. Good. I don't know if we've talked about this, but Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. What? I love that movie so much. So, yeah, Deadpool. They're doing it with Deadpool 2. That's basically it. So, this Dark Phoenix movie, this was one of those movies that 
they said it was going to happen, and I'm like, oh, that's cute, until it was like actually and, happening. And I, I didn't lost believe it. my everything. I just didn't believe that they were going to do it. I just so I thought something's going to happen. They're going to lose their rights to these actors. Something, something bad's going to happen. But now that this trailer's out. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And I got to tell you, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, and Sophie Turner don't turn out bad performances, or they haven't yet. So I'm thinking we're safe, at least, that it's going to be a competent film. I admittedly didn't love Sophie Turner Apocalypse. She was fine. She was fine. I didn't love her in it. She was fine. But she has to... She's no Sansa. She's got to step it up for Dark Phoenix, though. It looks like she's going to get real sassy in this one. Good. She needs to be sassy. Because that's so you, what happens when Marvel heroes get... Not evil, but like weird, I guess. Yeah. A la Spider Man 3. Um, scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you? 15! How ready to be disappointed? For real? For real? How disappointed though? are you ready to for be? For realsies, though? though, I'm like an 8 excited and I am totally ready to be disappointed. Okay. I got you. Like, I, I'm like you with uh, going into BVS. You're like, just whatever. It's whatever. It, the it's movie fine. is it's happening. I, it's, it's probably going to suck. <laughs> That's exactly. And I came out of that one very happy. Yeah. So you know you got a chance. Um, Speaking of disappointing, Rick, not Dick Grayson, and without a K, R I C. That's Nightwing now. More like R I P. Oh snap! You got him. (laughs) So Nightwing lost his memory in a and his bullet incident ability to like be Nightwing. So now he's Rick, and there's I don't know. There's like a fear bug. Normally we don't talk about like current arcs that much, but this one just sounds weird. And I know at least one of our fans is going to be mad because Matt's a huge Nightwing guy. Mm-hmm. So that's probably going to piss him off. Um, so yeah, we don't need to have a take on this. It's just It's happening. Uh, what else is happening is Suicide Squad is ending. Yeah, in January with issue 50. Which is probably for the best. I never read any of it. So me neither. I don't think a lot of people read it. I think that's why it's ending. Uh, what? What? People like Harley Quinn. They don't care about her team. That's that's valid. That's very valid. In the world of new things, Pennyworth from the Gotham people is getting... Alfred Pennyworth is getting his own spinoff, but it's a prequel. Young Alfred. How young? Like 20. Uh, I don't know. About that. Unless they go War this. Alfred... This is going to be boring. War Alfred would be sweet. I'd love War Alfred. I'd be in for that. Like War Medic Alfred. Super into that story. Can they tie it into the bigger DC? No, it'll tie into Gotham. It's all Gotham verse. That's a verse. It is now. There's a second thing. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I tried watching it. It's too much. I'm not into it. As a Batman fan, I should be into it. I am not into that show. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Suicide Squad, actually, I forgot to mention this. Uh, James Gunn. Oh yeah, got hired to do Suicide Squad too to write and direct, and it's official because they're the DC YouTube channel uploaded a video about it. Yep, that's let's look for realsies. What a big middle finger to Marvel and Disney. I think it is the absolute perfect franchise, one hundred percent, for him to do. He could really fix this. Yeah. You can knock it out of the park. I it just Margot Robbie prize just said you have ah, you just a have very talented cast to work with. Yep, I'm very excited to see. Do how Will Smith out. and Margot Robbie pick up their phone again now? 
Probably. That's probably a big deal. I think Margot Robbie's contracted for at least four more uh, phone pickups. I'm sure she could have figured a way to phone him in. If she has, not that she's bad. She's a fantastic actress. But if they were not going to actually do the movie well, she would have figured out how to get out of it. Yeah. Will Smith definitely would have. But this makes I think this makes those two actors go, hold on a second, what? All right, you got me. You got me for at least another one. Yeah. Man, I would love... He made Guardians pretty good, and while you and I are kind of sick of the Guardians, that's not James Gunn's fault. He's done a great job. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Dave Bautista somehow becomes Killer Croc. That'd <laughs> be interesting. He's Dave, Dave Bautista I'm is beautiful. He is furious <laughs> about yeah. this whole thing. But he's uh, at least as of now still going to be uh, still going to be Drax. Yeah, he's staying on. The the whole issue was if they were to not use his script, and they're definitely using his script because Marvel Studios moves. Yep. I wonder if Dave Batista does leave after this one, though. Uh, I can see it happening. Because there's a talk of him coming back to wrestling. Not that wrestling is... A, uh, it, it, there's talk of it. Um, especially with the show that he was on. is just celebrating its thousandth episode tonight. Tuesday the 16th. Um, so there's... there And there's he's still in great shape. He could do it. He's an athlete. Um, I wonder if he does that and walks away from his Marvel contract. Or ends his Marvel contract. And maybe he goes to D.C. The thing with Guardians is that you can have a rotating cast. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's what they originally were. They weren't these these five guys or six guys were not the original cast. Right. So that's fine. Also, four five ish movies with Drax is a lot more Drax than I planned on. It's five ish movies more than I thought. Like a lot more than I planned on, to be honest. Speaking of rotating casts, real quick. Have you heard about this Elseworlds uh, episode of Flash and Arrow? Yes, just now. When I told you. <laughs> It looks so good. So Stephen Amell sent out a picture on his uh, Twitter, and it's him in a flash suit and Grant Gustin in an arrow suit, and he goes, this is not fan art. Elseworlds coming this next season. So it's it's outside of canon? It is. No, it's in their canon. It's, it's, it's going to be on... It's another universe in the DC show. It's going to be one of those where they go to a different universe. Huh. Elseworlds is just the DC multiverse. They just okay. call it Elseworlds. Like, there's an Elseworld where Batman is fighting Jack the Ripper. There's an Elseworlds where Batman's a vampire, yada, yada. It's just, that was how, that was the title they would call the books that, hey, you're a writer and you want to write? Sure, you can have Batman be a vampire. Here you go. It's a one-shot, and it's an Elseworld, but it counts. It's in the canon. It's just not in this universe's canon. So, they're going to do that, and that looks really cool. Uh, I think that Stephen Amell is going to hopefully be a little lighter as The Flash. and I'd love to see a lighter Stephen Amell. He can do it. He's very, very funny. And then a more serious Grant Gustin will be funny, too. Um, speaking of the DC multiverse, God, I'm going to roll today with these segues. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That is a movie that is being filmed. That's about all we know, except we've seen still shots. What were your impressions of those still shots from the, from the set? I think really hard. To, to go for some uh, some Ledger Dark Knight Joker. What? Why would you think that? Because it was insanely popular, and many people, especially those who only watch the movies, view that as easily the best incarnation of the Joker. What? Where have you heard this? Everywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> Where have you not heard this? No, I mean, I've, I, people really like Leto's Joker. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm holding off all judgment. Uh, I think I... I think Joaquin Phoenix is insane, but he's also insanely talented. So I'm going to give him a chance. The makeup, I'm not a huge fan of, but who knows? I'm just holding off all my judgment. My thing is, 
if your universe, if if the fans don't under don't know what's going on with your universe, you know, like I asked earlier, are we even getting a Justice League two anymore? Who's to say what's going on with Birds of Prey? I don't know. That, that something did come out about that. Something really did. I didn't read the article, but something did. Come, a plot was a plot was released, and they're like actually developing it. Okay, well, that is going just forward. Just kidding. But that also could change. We've seen this. What movie. about this Joker Harley movie? Who knows? Right. So like, there's so many questions. The answer is not to do another movie outside of your canon. But then DC said, "Shut up, John. We'll do what we want." And then they're making this movie. They do not listen. Listen, here, here's the thing. Marvel, when they broke into the movies, granted it wasn't with Marvel Studios, and I get that, but listen. Their first movie was what? Their first, like, big release? The first big one. Uh, not the 70s and 60s ones. Not Blade? the Blade? Blade. Okay. After that, you got the, you got the Blade I don't know if it was Blade or if it was um, uh, Daredevil. It was Blade. Blade was first. Okay. Uh, then you got Daredevil. Because we're not right? going for like the '90s Captain America. I'm not, like I'm not, the count, 80s no, no, I'm not counting that. Nick Fury or the no, 80s no, 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 no. Okay. But then you had Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then you had the X-Men. Right. None of these connected. Granted, you had studio things. Fantastic Four. None of these connected. Right. Correct. For some reason, DC is going. Well, that's what Marvel did. Not looking at the fact that in the last 10 years, Kevin Feige has created a universe that is so successful mm-hmm. that everybody knows what it is. It's like DC said, no, no, no. You can't get to Kevin Feige. you got to start from the crap end. No, you can literally get a Kevin Feige. <laughs> you can literally get one. Have someone. Pick them. I don't care who it is. Pick them. Remember when he started, tried to start with Avengers DC? <sighs> no, they did Man of Steel. And then they tried to do Avengers. (laughs) I still like Man of Steel. I I like all the DCEU movies so far. But that doesn't mean it's not... It doesn't mean it's working. Because it's not working. Oh my god. I I don't know, man. I'm done with the DCEU and trying to figure them out. I'll see the movies. But don't ask me to analyze anymore. Because I'm done. I'm confused as all hell. I don't know what to do. Well, I don't have a good segue for this. But... C2E2 is coming. Yeah! Next year, as it always does in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we record in the Chicago area. And it's a big... It's uh, C2E2 stands for Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. It's one of the biggest cons outside of San Diego and Outside New of York. actual Comic-Con, which is a trademark now. Oh, yeah? So you can't use Comic-Con. Oh, so now it's... it's Comic-Con is a trademark term. The actual Comic-Con? Yeah. Cool, I didn't know that. So you can't be like Boa Block Comic-Con. Interesting. So C2E2 save because it's a different... Anyway. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway. Uh, so next year, 2019, will be the 10th year of C2E2. Whoop, whoop. Which is great. And they're adding a bunch of merch. And most importantly, they're adding mascots. Specifically, four of them. Four of them. They're called the Chicago Stars. S-T-A-R-S. Science, Tech, and Rescue Squad. I love that. And if you're not from the Chicagoland area, the stars are significant because on our flag, the Chicago flag, it is two blue um, rows. And in the middle... Picture a white canvas, two two horizontal bars of light blue, and between them, four red six-pointed stars. So the stars are the four mascots now for C2E2. Yep. So what are the four mascots, John? There's... Hold on. Okay. Before this started, I was thinking it was going to be a bear, a, a bull... A hawk and a um, uh, a 
A sock, like uh, something with the white. <laughs> a sock. I, thought, I, I thought they were gonna do something. I thought they were gonna do something with the four, oh, sport, the the four major sports. Duty. I thought they were gonna do something with the four major sports. Got it. Um, so, I was, but and that's just what my thought was. But they didn't do that. They went with nope. something different, and it's great. Yep. There is Tinley, named after Tinley Park, uh, which is a dog kind of in a like Krang robot suit. In a dog, ro- <laughs> it's so cute. It's adorable, and like the gigantic middle bit is the star. There's Frank, who's like a mystical hot dog. He's great. Which is Chicago dogs. Great. Uh, MC. This one I'm confused on. She looks kind of uh, Bucky-ish with magic. Yeah, but okay, so let's read a little bit of MC. Robotic arm. Museum? Oh, a museum of science and industry. But I don't get uh, MC. I don't get what the MC is referencing. But MC she's referencing. for Michelle Carroll. Okay, but what, like, what it is referencing in the Chicago. Um, Madison and Clark? I don't know. Whatever. But she's referencing... She's based on the museums that we have. The science museum. It's a big deal. That's cool, actually. I really like that. And the last one. My favorite one. There's Ernie. I love him. It's a giant bear. Granted, he prefers the title Mechanically Adept Ursine with a great bod. I love him so much. Uh, But a giant bear with, like, pants and shoes... And a hoodie and a jacket with the flag in the center. And he really misses his boyfriend from the zoo. So not only is he a sweet bear named after a beloved cub, he's also gay. Which is super cool because it's super inclusive. I freaking love this whole... This is the coolest thing C2E2 could have done. They did four mascots that nobody asked for and every... Oh, there's another Ooh. one. We missed one. There's Lincoln. We totally missed him. <laughs> I'm in love with all these mascots, this but Ernie's amazing. my favorite. I love Ernie. Lincoln is a... Lincoln Park. Yeah, what is he, though? Uh, Also named after... But it's spelled Lincoln like the famous president from the area. Lincoln Park is also spelled that way. Like the actual location, Lincoln Park. No, it's spelled with an I and a K. Oh, my God. You goof. Uh, Sorry if I picked up on the microphone. Energy blast that shoot out of his hands and street smarts. (laughs) Street smarts is his power. Oh, my God. And he misses his boyfriend from the zoo. What? He has sex with him. He's constantly on social media, sometimes to a fault. Oh my god! <laughs> did we read what the the dog was? Like, no, we didn't. We kind read of the dog's flavor text. And we're also gonna check out the hot dog because, like, why not? Uh, so Tinley Barkley. Oh god, he's so cute. Uh, superpowers are her mecha suit. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. I love it. She's originally from the planet Frenchie Seven. Oh god! And she, she once she's got not a, a French bulldog. She once got into a fight with a feather duster and lost. I love her. <laughs> she sounds great. Frank, the do, the hot dog. Frank Willis, Willis, Willis Tower. Tower. Uh, so you should be flight and eidetic memory. I don't know what that is. Uh, eidetic memory is uh, photographic memory. There you go. And he reads too many comic books. His dream is to someday be on Jeopardy, but they don't allow hot dogs. He's obsessed with the history of Chicago. So, where could I buy all of them? His favorite part of C2E2 is drinking Revolution Brewing Galaxy Hero beer and hanging out in the loop. I love him. I love this so much. You might, uh, I believe, at the con, which is next year, I'm going, if nothing else, to get, like, prints of these I, characters. I want an Ernie shirt, because Ernie's my favorite. Can you get Ernie? Ernie's wearing a sweatshirt. I want that sweatshirt. You want this jacket? It, it, it's a jacket. It's, a, it's the middle. It's a... The very center of the jacket is a six-pointed star, and it's a zip-up jacket. I want him. Who's, probably saw that. who's your favorite mascot? Because mine's by far Ernie. <laughs> uh, 
I like Ernie a lot. I, I don't know. I think Tinley's great. She flew out of the feather duster and lost. Frank is cute, too. Frank is cute, too. Read MC's flavor text a little bit. MC. We're, like, way into this. We're, like, we're 25 just... minutes in and we're still on this stuff. No, MC's my favorite. She's a biotic arm she built herself. 100%. Uh, fun fact, she works for the Field Museum and is completely dressed with work. Obsessed with work. Obsessed with work. Obviously, it's what that says. It makes Michelle Carroll? Michelle Obama, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, she her favorite part of C two E two is cosplaying as a different character each day and partying during C two E two after dark. So that's Matt's favorite character. <laughs> I love these that. are great. These are that was, they didn't need to do this and they nailed it. It's totally unnecessary, but now it's great. Now the con has a much stronger identity and brand recognition. I expected which nothing. Is wonderful, and they still way surpassed everything I expected. It's great. I can't ah so excited. So let's end on that high note and let's get right into the book this week. In the pull list. Here's your pull list. This week on the pull list, we are reading The Happiest Place, written by Harry Chaskin and illustrated by Harry Chaskin, Todd Ulrich, J.C. Crowell, Terrence Dunich, I'm sorry if we're mispronouncing anything, John Sumner, and actual friend of the show, Bernie Gonzalez. We love you, Bernie. Cover painting by Seth Armstrong. The first thing you think of when you open this book is Disneyland. Disneyland. Also, a little bit of Simpsons, like a, like a knockoff, like, like intentionally knockoff Krusty Land. I love it. Um, so Harry uh, emailed us and said that he knew Bernie, you know, recommended that us to him mm-hmm. that he would give us an advanced copy. We could read it and we could review it. We had to wait. There was an embargo. Um, and then when the embargo was lifted, we actually had got kind of swamped with stuff. So so we do apologize for the lack of timeliness with this. But I'm kind of glad we took a little time because now the book is out. It's got its initial wave like of, oh, this is neat. I'm hoping we get another, some more people to read this book because this is a really good book. I yeah. really enjoyed this book. And we're not to say that because we know Bernie. No, we genuinely both really liked it. Uh, I really liked it. So... Okay. It, it draws from a lot of cool pop culture stuff. Um, a lot of stuff I've independently looked up myself and gotten really interested in myself. Such like as? the um, kind of like the Heart of Darkness, White Sepulcher ishness of Disney, how everything's perfect, but like working conditions suck. I didn't even think of like, this. this very Heart of Darknessy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, or for those uncultured of you, uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That the 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 club bit at the end with the thing that's a real thing. What's that? The the club that he goes into with the oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing. Um, that's a real like Disney thing. It's Club D thirty three. It's like an actual thing, like of the highest ranking yeah. people in Disney. And the like the dues are like rumored to be, I believe, twenty five thousand, thirty thousand a year. Like that's based on a real thing. Um, even the character of Waldo. Uh, are you familiar with Waldo, Epic Mickey? Waldo Rabbit. Yeah. You're familiar oh, uh, with Epic uh, Mickey. Yeah, there's a rabbit who was the original before. Oswald. Oswald. Which kind of, I don't know if it's intentional, but it draws from that. Like, it just draws from all these cool pop culture touchstones that Disney has and just makes this really, really cool, interesting new work out of them, which I really appreciated. Uh, there are six parts? Six parts in an epilogue. Yep. Uh, each part has its own mini story that obviously all connects, but 
when I was going through the book, I, I saw each part and I'm like, okay, well, that paints this picture and that paints this picture. I didn't anticipate each of them individually coming back in the end. No, not at all. Which was brilliant. And I did not see that coming. Because they they individually serve their purpose just fine. Yep. So, start at the beginning? Yep, start right at the beginning. Uh, Harry Chaskin does this art. Um, so, one thing that we'll kind of develop more as we talk, but the art seems to be done very purposefully in this book. And we'll talk more as we're going along. But the book opens up with... Um, Cobb is a guy named Cobb. We're not sure who he is yet, but he's sitting in his trailer. Well, the, the first frame you see is a smiling cartoon mascot. And that's Waldo Rabbit. The pull first, out. And it's, pull out. It's essentially Steamboat Willie, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon, to take on that. And then it pulls out further to see an old man on an oxygen tank in a rundown trailer. And he's this is Cobb, and he's so watching this, is, this show. This is a great example of everything's happy, this is a good time, to wait, no, it isn't. People are miserable. Yeah. Um, uh, a strange figure comes to him and says, hello. And the cop says, oh, you're tying up loose ends, I see. I guess I'll, I'm planning on dying soon. I'll save you the trouble. And the creature says, you were the last one who understood me before it kills him. And says goodbye. Yeah, it's a figure in a trench coat, a hat. Immediately flashback to that smiling face again. And once again, things aren't that great. This time, the smiling face is on an alarm clock, which is going off. And that's time for our hero, Serpico. Serpico. Which, is that his name? I thought that was a like a nickname that she gave him. It's, being a, it's, detective. The, it's just the one I keep calling him. That's not his name. His name is Graham. Uh, I should know this. I, I kept calling him Serpico. Because that's what, that's what he's called that, too more often than not in the book. Okay. That's what, and that's what she calls him. And I, I took Alana as like the like the Greek chorus or like the humanizing part of this book. Um, so I'm going to continue to call him Serpico um, as we go. But go ahead, you were saying. So he gets up. Uh, you notice he doesn't. Ha- he's missing a thumb, and he's off to his job to Miles. work. Miles. Miles. Worked his job at Garveyland, which is essentially Disneyland. This was funny because when I was a kid, the D in Disney, I always thought it was a G. This one is a G. <laughs> it's the same style with the swoosh and the line through it. Yep. And the Y has the same swirl to it. Like, it's very clear what this is supposed to represent. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's a cop inside Garveyland. But he's not just any cop. He's a plainclothes cop. Yep. And a plainclothes cop is, a plainclothes cop in real life is someone who walks around places or is in highly populated areas and is supposed to look like a civilian. Yep. And they can see things much easier. It's, you know, people know a cop is coming. They don't know when a plainclothes is coming. Yep. So that's his job in Garveyland. And, and there are also the regular cops, which he calls the Garvey Gestapo. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> haha, that's a fun little nickname. No, these guys are straight up like Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the first thing you see him do is he busts this, the ultimate neckbeard with a fedora, trying to use counterfeit Garvey dollars. Yep. And the reason he notices it is the, uh, the, um, it's the drawing. The, the, He's really the character into the model for Waldo is super bad. Miles is super into the art. Um, in fact, he was going to be an artist at one point. You kind of see mm-hmm. little sketches well, of well, that. that. Yeah. Well, you see it like right here in this little flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. 
And it yeah, the flashback is with Cobb, the uh, the the person from the beginning. Who you, you find out was his teacher. Yep. And his friend. Yep. Um, and he he's he he finds out after he kind of gets rid of that guy, um, who was using the counterfeit dollars. He uh, he he like files right back in, and he's trying to smile, and everyone in Gardenland smiles all the time. Yada yada. And even so that. Th- that's just, this whole thing is juxtaposed with the iconic, in real life, there's an iconic statue of Walt Disney with Mickey Mouse. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's Garvey with Waldo. And there's a line on that frame, or that splash, that says, um, <clears throat> or it's on that. Oh, uh, yeah, it is on the flash. It says, uh, standing next to a beautiful imitation, real life will always lose out. It's really cool. Now, perfect works of art. So that's the end of the first issue, which is called Garveyland. And even on the last panel where it says he has a smile because everyone smiles at Garveyland, it's him behind and among actual people who are not smiling. There's a kid crying, there's a parent very sad, like, people are just not happy. But he has a smile to blend in because everyone smiles because it is the happiest place in the world. At at times, the very beginning of this book, when I started reading it, I was like, man, this is a little too heavy-handed for me. I ate it up. I hated it. I'm so mad. I loved it. What it did was, as this book progresses, the heavy-handedness, you're like, oh, it's not even close. It's not... He, the What I thought was heavy-handed was not even... Like, there is just another line mm-hmm. of, holy cow, the 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 juxtaposition, the, the parody, the satire in this book is fantastic. Very well done. Um, issue two is called Ashes, and this art is Todd Ulrich. And this art is crisp but it's a little fuzzier um the first issue was pretty fuzzy this one's a little crisper and that'll come back i will we will mention that later why that's important um so miles is in his office and he's uh he's calling someone calls him and it's turns out that colton cobb cobb had listed him as his emergency contact cobb has been found dead he is very upset but he still is working. Mm-hmm. So he has to go and investigate uh, an old lady on a log flume on the log flume ride as she's trying to spread her husband's ashes and he has to stop her. It's unfortunate, but he has to do it. Yep, and you see just more of this dichotomy. The it's it's Pompeii. So it's Roman themed and it's lava and there are these these Roman figures and their fa- their their entire body is just hollow but with a happy face and they're smiling and waving. And the suspicious activity is this woman uh, snuck on an urn of her husband's ashes to dump in the water, and Cobb has to reel her and say, "That's yeah, I a, said that's, that. That's a I just said that. Got it." Um, he takes her back to the Gestapo, and you see this this toad-like guy, and he's watching all the cameras, and he's the one who he's the one who calls it out. Hey, this person's doing this. This person's mm-hmm. doing this. Go get him. Um, and depending on who it is. He sends either Miles or the Gestapo. He currently is watching uh, some kids doing sexual things, and he's like, no, no, it's fine, Miles. Don't go get him. I like to watch. He's a creep, is the point. Um, So Miles is going in to stop some stuff, and we see this woman who we saw in the very first issue, and she's just really brief. She is a mascot, and she's a stout woman, pudgy, uh, portly, she has glasses, and she she was trying to be nice to Miles. He rebuffed her. Rebuffed. He he he's very emotionally uh, stunted. Um, and you see that in rather than going to 
the creepy guy's like, oh, you should go talk to her. She likes you. Rather than even address this, he goes off to where Cobb was killed. Yeah. To investigate a little bit. And what he finds is the remains of the, the I want to say bunker, trailer. Uh, just charred, charred remains. He remembers that Cobb used to keep his drawings in a file cabinet. He finds the cabinet, opens it up, and there's just remains. Like, you can imagine actual Walt Disney cells and how much that would go for. Mm-hmm. Now they're just ruins, which is ridiculous. But in there, he finds a key with a notably frowny-faced Waldo face. Mm-hmm. So he scoops up the ashes of these pictures... And he takes them back to, to the log flume. Ironically, to do the exact same thing that he was stopping women from doing earlier. Yep, it's another example of the hypocrisy, but admittedly, this is not a health violation like human remains would be. Yeah. So admittedly, there is that. Uh, and he keeps the key, and he says, Cobb's work belonged in a museum, but this will have to do. And that ends issue two. Mm-hmm. Issue three, Pins and Needles, also done by Todd Ulrich. There's an altercation uh, at the pin trading uh, post. This was so cringy. This is a little too real. Yeah, this is so <laughs> cringy to watch, to read. Oh, my watch. God. Uh, again, the art gets a little <laughs> grittier, a little dirtier in yep. this one. But also, as a collector, it was really cringy. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Miles breaks up of that in the pin collection area. Um, and he's... <sighs> He got punched in the face, and that's a problem. Uh, you're not supposed to get found out. You're not supposed to be seen as a plain clothes. Um, so he has to go to the nurse, and he has to, so he has to like get checked out. Yada yada. She's like, "Yeah, you're fine. Uh, sign this form, liability." And this is the first time you see this. Uh, you get little flashbacks that Miles used to be an artist, but he's not anymore. You're curious why. He signs the form, waiving liability, and he has no thumb. Yeah, he does mention though that um like she she asked her in this interaction, like why he's so glum, he says, Oh well you're not supposed to get because it, it breaks the illusion. She says, What illusion? He goes, The illusion that everything's okay. Then there's a frame of the nurse just like standing there. Then she immediately busts out like a lollipop and hands it to him. <laughs> yeah. Which just illustrates that point beautifully. Um He then is walking and he uh He's walking along this corridor and he hears something down a <coughs> excuse me, a pretty deserted corridor. And he says it sounds like bike spokes. He's walking and he finds uh, Alana. And she's watching old, old, old reels of Waldo cartoons. Yep. Uh, Which Waldo remind me of Oswald. Not uh, Waldo. Oswald is Waldo. Oswald. Forget Oswald. Oswald. Waldo. <laughs> I brought that in just to be epic making comparison. Yep. Um but these these cartoons are likely ones that have not really been seen much because they feature foreign cultures in a very unflattering light. Much like many, many Disney Mickey cartoons that have not been seen in decades. Also, they're just insanely old. Like, But what's interesting is Cobb can... Not Cobb. Miles is able to say, that's this episode where this happened, this happened, this before this, this, another year. And Alon's like, wow, you really know your cartoons? And he's like, yeah, great. So um, you're not allowed to be here. But this is kind of his human moment. He says, tell you what. I'm not going to write you up. This is our secret. Just don't say anything. Then he goes on this ride uh, just to kind of... It's called Senor Sloth. Which is a great Senor Frogs joke. And mm-hmm. he... It's, the ride is just a... It's just a... It takes you around. Yeah, you get in the car and you, you go. Uh, it, it's a ride you've seen everywhere. It's just to kind of let him zone out a little bit. 
And how do you, he puts it, life is out of control, but at least someone else is driving. Bang. Uh, issue four, we go then to Drawing Lessons by J.C. Crowell. This one is really where you start to see it. Not only the content, but this one has probably the most detail, but it's also definitely the detail, but also very exaggerated. Dirtiest. Yeah. So this guy is uh, drawing, it opens up with a guy drawing really lewd pictures of caricatures of like Wal- uh, Waldo, like and various, violating probably people. other characters yeah. do not been introduced. It's gross. But the whole thing is a caricature artist, you know, usually go there, you give them money, and they're like, okay, they draw you with like, what do you like to do? You like to you like to ride a bicycle? So he draws you with an exaggerated face on a bicycle. That's usually what they do. But in this one, what the, the, the people think he's doing that, but he's actually just drawing the, the, the kid with the Waldo doing very, very inappropriate things. Yeah, it's real gross. Very inappropriate things. Uh, so... Miles takes him in, bans him from the park forever. Uh, if you get an, a black X on your hand, you're never allowed back. But they can't even watch it. Well, they take your picture. But Got the it. black X is some, just to symbolize to you that you're banned forever. Okay. So then he takes him out to this area, and it's a... The bus will pick you up. Don't ever come back. And in doing this rep... In, in taking this guy in, though... They, he is asked. He does ask him, "Why are you doing it?" He says, "Well, the copyright's up in a month, and I can do whatever I want. You can't stop me forever." Um, in doing this, he also punched the guy in the face, which is a problem because, again, you don't want to be noticed. It breaks the illusion. Mm-hmm. So, Sergeant Lorraine, who is just straight up a like, uh, she looks like she's got military garb on. Which, yeah, she's got the shoulder pauldrons, she's got the hat on, but she also has the comical cartoon gloves. I love that touch. Like yeah. the gigantic Mickey gloves. She looks like Amanda so Waller, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, so she's like, you need to knock it off. This is You can't do that. Uh, also, I found this weird thing in the log flume ride. And it's um, it's a dog. It's a dog's ashes is what it looks like. Or is this the pin collector? No, it's the pins. It's the pins. From the, yeah. He's, she said, Here, I found this. Lock this up as evidence. There you go. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it after lunch. So he goes and gets lunch, which he usually gets these turkey legs. And the uh, thing of note here is how inedible food can often be at these places. It's yeah, very it's really gross food. The uh, the the totish guy who food. watches stuff says like, yeah, that shade of purple in that turkey leg doesn't really exist in, in the real world. Yeah, and he goes, eh, it's good eating. Who cares? But um, he picks up the the pins that he, that were evidence. That yeah, Miles. Because the whole altercation was that one. One, uh, two people saw one the one pin they both wanted, and then they fought over it. But uh, the these pins belong to the 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 bigger guy who got locked up, and the reason why is because of how rare the pin was, and he knows he has a club two sixteen pin, which is based on the rumored actual D thirty three club. What's interesting about this pin? Not only that is there's a key with a smiling Waldo on it. Yep, he has a key with a frowning Waldo. So he goes to the club. And he's looking through it, and he sees that there's this picture of the Milt and the five old men, which are the five people who created this this empire. Yep. And behind that picture is a safe with a smiling Waldo hole, which fits perfectly with the frowning Waldo key. He unlocks it, and there is a conf- uh, Cobb's confession tape inside the vault. End of issue four. Issue five... Waldo and Miles make love in hell. Uh, it's, it's, it's exactly honestly, what it sounds like. It does happen. 
This is the dirtiest art so far. Yes. It's also, ironically, the highest and lowest point of the book. <laughs> so he takes the tapes back to Alana because she was watching old tapes. They watch it. And what it is is a pencil test of someone drawing, presumably Cobb, drawing uh, Waldo. Waldo pops yeah. out of so it's the from drawing. 1979, which is about 30 years after this all started. Because it was 39. 32. 32 was the first, was that Waldo cartoon she was watching. Uh, I thought 39 was, okay. Either way, you're a bit into this empire. So, um, someone's drew Wal- someone drew Waldo, Waldo pops out, then five men come in and brutally murder, along with Waldo, brutally murder the man who the drew, artist. who drew, uh, yeah, Waldo. They, it's horrible. They're like, oh, that's. Like, it is gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. And the final panel of it is Waldo's smiling face with blood just splattered all over. I think Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it even has the 4x4 four four or 4x2. Yeah. Like Watchmen. Um, Alana and Miles are like, wow, this is messed up. They actually both go to Senor Sloss, kind of ride the ride together. This is where he becomes a little more human. It leads to them... I'm, I mean... They, they do they, the thing. They do the thing. They do the nasty. But... He won't be with her sexually unless she's wearing the Waldo head, which is just messed up. That is some. That I would. You need a, a lot of analysis. Pulls the on ears. This. It's a whole thing. It's crazy. Um, then they lie there. Yep. Which when I was reading it, lights went off my head of or alarms off my head of like that dude's watching him. Yeah. Because he sees everything. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? He then remembers back to his thumb, and he sent in the drawings. For his Waldo stuff. And in doing so, he got a paper cut. And he didn't think anything of it. And he's hoping, he's hoping. And just as he gets the call back, hey, we loved your drawings. It's good, yeah. His, his thumb is getting worse and worse and worse. And at the apex of the worse and worse and worse, he loses his thumb. The yeah. next day, they call him asking no, that him to come day. draw. Or that day. Yeah. So he can't draw anymore. He has never picked up another uh, pencil since. Uh, which then Toad is watching them on camera, like John mentioned, which is interesting because his pants are down and there's two uh, soiled napkins. I did not notice yeah, that. I, I feel like I couldn't not notice it. I went, I noticed the lotion on the counter. Oh, yeah. So he was I didn't notice any of this. So he waited until it was over and he was done before making the call. Now, it seems like he was called. Yes, sir, don't worry. I'm taking care of it now. Seems like he was that, called by that, someone. Either way. Yep, that makes sense, too. So uh, that's that's the end of that issue. Uh, the next issue is Old Men. This is one. This is six. How do you like hard left turns? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. Now we're in the. This art is very doodled, sketched, quickly done. It's kind of like frantic. It's kind of like. Kids movies, but like spooky, like kids books, but like spooky kids books. Yeah, that's kind of like like the monster at the end of this book with Grover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. that's the scariest book I know. I'm trying. To th- There's a monster at the end of that book. I can't remember the name, but it was like the Three Little Pigs. It was like from the Bad Wolf side. Oh, um, oh my God, Stinky Cheese Man, and yes, another that exact another art fairy tale story. That exact yeah. Art style. Oh, I, I didn't is what that's what I got from this anyway. I like this. Oh, good point. So with that. They wake up, and the Gestapo come after them. Look up that artist. Knock them unconscious. 
They wake up again, and they are in... They're, uh, Miles is being attacked by some mutant chicken thing. You find out, uh, after he kills the chicken, that this is how they make the turkey legs. These are these horrible, processed, mutant turkey things that are underneath the amusement park. So, I don't think Disney has this. I don't know. Illustrated by Lane think. Smith, by the way. Those books we were talking about. Lane Smith. So, it's very Lane Smith. give credit where credit's due. Um, not that um, Mr. Summer doesn't have his own beautiful yeah, art style. It does, does, but we're talking about a specific art style. Nope. And just, just yep, to get that Absolutely. And I think that was a good call, John. Um, so, yeah. So, these chicken things are just disgusting. Um Smiles kills the one chicken that's about to kill him, and then Mr. Garvey asks for him to come talk to him in private. Mr. Garvey is like uh, the original Garvey's son. Yep. yep. You see, you saw posters in the background where it says, uh, Genius runs in the Garvey family, father and son. So you've seen stuff like this before. It's not a new character. So this guy is the one taking over the business. Um, yeah, he runs the business now. He says, will you please come talk with us in private? And they go into the Magic Kingdom, essentially. Mm. Um, That's by far the shortest chapter of the book. Yep. But but now we get to the best chapter. Magic. Bernie, you killed it in this one. I, I, I know your art is always crisp and your lines are always well drawn. But this is what I was this is what I was really hoping to get to. So the art up to this point has been gritty and like getting a little more hectic and fuzzy as it goes on. And then we get to where it all comes together, not only in art, but in the story. You see a clear picture. And this is the clearest art we have so far. Because and it seems intentional, and I gotta assume it's intentional. It's so perfect visually as well as written that it all comes together. It's so clear right here, because everything gets clear. Also, I think I'm a little biased, Bernie, <laughs> but I, I love Bernie's art. So they're sitting and having a drink, and he says, "It's good." You know, Garvey says, "It'll make it easier. Trust me." And make what easier? The truth, detective. Garvey removes his face, and it's one of the the same hollow mask as the Roman uh, mannequins yeah. from the Pompeii ride, and then that gets removed, and it's revealed to be actual factual Waldo. For realsies. So, the, then you find out, on top of that, the Gestapo aren't real. They're all robots. Mm -hmm. So, so, you find out that he killed Cobb. Waldo did. But why is the reason? Why did he kill Cobb? He says, well, I had, I had my reasons. So you know Milt Garvey. We had to start from the beginning. So we're going all the way back to Milt Garvey, the original Garvey. Yeah. Did you think it was going to be Nazi war warlocks? Because I didn't think Nazi warlocks. I mean, not at first. But like now but. it makes sense. <laughs> it feels like it's the only way they could have gone. Second no, um, oh, yeah, it's all. But this, again, calls on actual like Nazi mysticism. And the fact that, that Walt Disney was a known anti-Semite. Mm -hmm. Or allegedly an anti-Semite. Alleged, I don't alleged. want to get sued. But again, it's just drawn from these different touchstones. Um, a good example of this specifically you saw in... Uh, beautifully done in Captain America, the movie uh, First Avenger, with Red Skull going for mystic artifacts, mm -hmm. trying to use magic yeah. on the war, which was also a common thing in the Nazi war effort. So, Milt um, Garvey, Not common, uh, he, thing. He, was a, he was a warlock. Uh, he was big into alchemy, ancient things that men shouldn't play with, yada, yada. He conjures all these horrible characters and attractions, including Waldo. 
Waldo and the five men knew about this. The five men being Cobb and the other people who helped build the empire. Yep. Um, so Waldo then assumed the role of Milt because he needed to be around. He wanted to be around stuff like that. Um, he so originally uh, the son Milt was a robot, and then Waldo took him over so he could be around easily. Yeah. Then one day he stumbles upon. Well, yeah. So just what he draws comes to life. That's what's important. Yes. Yeah. But you find out how that was happening, and you find out it was because Milt Garvey was, ass- I'm assuming, sexually assaulting and murdering children, and taking the blood from those children and using that as his ink. Yeah, the, the child's blood and presumably some kind of spell is what brings these to life. It's the only way to get the magic out of him, apparently. Yep. Um, so they killed him, and they had an agreement that they would never talk about it so that they could all keep making money and keep going. And they had their copyright. The issue is, once the copyright runs out, Waldo dies. Um... <sighs> And the, the last surviving member who signs the agreement inherits the Empire. Cobb was the last one le- alive, but he couldn't. He says he was too sweet a soul, never really had the stomach for what we did. You saw his pencil test. The guilt haunted him. Cobb could not handle it. So Waldo killed him to relieve him of this. Mm-hmm. So Waldo is saying, how about this? You take over the Empire or, yeah, uh, you take it over. And at least don't say anything, and I'll trade you. I'll give you a new hand with a thumb. Yep, and he brings in the same nurse. So she knew the whole time. What about Harvey? Or what about Alana, rather? Well, they're not going to kill her, but they're not going to... She's fired. She's seen too much. she, She can't. So... And they're like, so he's like, so what happened? He goes, well, maybe it was Garvey. Maybe it was Somebody an unknown else. person. Or maybe nothing happened at all. We don't, just say? we don't know how Cobb died. You just need to not talk about this. Yikes. So he gives up the pencil test. He says, yep, here, you can have the pencil test. We don't have to talk about this. I don't want the hand. And then Waldo says, but there's got to be something you want. This is the happiest place in the world. And... At that point, Miles turns around. End of book proper. Epilogue. Harry Jaskin takes the art back up. Harry Jaskin's art, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, really great noir. Also seems kind of like those old um, uh, Lucas Arts point-and-click games. Mm-hmm. Just like I mean? Sam and Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam and Max or uh, um, Monkey Island. Sure. Kind of like exaggerated. Sure. So... Um, Serpico slash Miles comes out and he says, hey, what's going on, Alana? And she has the black X on her hand and she's crying. And I felt so much for her at this point. And then you notice that she has only one leg. He didn't notice it before because she had the suit on anytime he saw her, including when they were doing doing the nasty. (sighs) So messed up. They kind of talk for a little bit. She says, oh, I guess I'll see you around. And he says, not if I see you first before, not, but not before putting on the Garvey Gestapo gear and walking back into the park. What do you, what, how do you? It's a good book, Harry. 
Yeah, you did a great job. It's so weird and messed up and sad. I loved it. I ate it up. I lo- it's really. I really hope that he does more work because I, not necessarily in this. I don't want a sequel to this or anything because don't ruin it. It's no, great. I, I recommend leaving it. It's perfect. But more work like this. It's so sad and morose and interesting. Uh, yikes. Great book. Great book. It does mention it's his first I, I believe novel. You can tell there's a lot of beautiful great. rawness in this book. Uh, everyone who worked on this book did a great job. Not uh, Bernie, we love you, but everyone did a great job. I don't mean to just give Bernie the only props. Everyone who worked on this did a really good job. It's yeah, I feel book. the six styles made one cohesive whole. Absolutely. Which is not easy to do. This had to be a lot of work. <laughs> this had to be a lot of work. But I recommend this. You can get it on Comixology right now. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, ask your local comic book stores. If they don't have it, get it ordered. This book is worth reading. If they don't have it, sue them. Just kidding. Don't sue um, them, but get them to order it. It's so yeah, interesting. It's, I absolutely loved it. Were you? What were you expecting? Because this was not what I was expecting. Uh, I don't know, because when I... I knew nothing. I didn't do any prior research. I wanted to go in completely fresh. So the only thing I knew about the book before starting the book was the title of the book. So I was just ready to be taken on a ride. <laughs> here's, like, here's, a, not... here's a real quick crime. This book is only $3.99 on Comixology right now. For the whole book? For the entire 111 pages. You are doing yourself a disservice by not buying this book. This book is phenomenal. Everyone who listens to this podcast... You have $4. Buy the book. I it is so good. So many mediocre Marvel comics for $4. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Each. I, I can't even imagine how much I would I, I would have spent 15 20 bucks on this Easy. Book. Easy. That's what I would have figured too. I'm going to check on Amazon to see how much it costs. Because I got to tell you, if it's the same price, I, that's it's a steal. If you type in, if you just type in happy, I know this makes it's for- $2.99 on Kindle. Are you kidding me, Harry? You're getting robbed. This book is phenomenal. It's very good. Very, very good. Do you think he's a robot at the end? Oh. No. Gonna I didn't. Like, maybe kill me and turn me into a robot? So, so I don't have to live to, with so this guilt either? Feel? Just like Cobb, my mentor? Oh, man. I at first took it as he is a scumbag. And, like, it, it just broke him. Which, like, is what it is. That's, like, it's open interpretation, 100%. Oh, man. But that's my takeaway. I didn't think of that, John. That he'd be now I do. He didn't have to think. Now I do. This is like Inception when I was like, I know the mm-hmm. ending. And then I heard it. I was like, oh, I don't know the ending. Man, I, I like I like your ending a lot. I, I My ending was just, he's, a, he's an asshole. Just the, the mouse, quote, unquote. Sorry, wins. I know we don't swear much on this podcast, but this book was very much, it like, broke me. In a good way. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it just broke him mentally. And he was just like, I'm a Gestapo now. It's, it's, I can just police people and I can live here. I don't know, man. I, that whew, you, you just threw me through a loop. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, before I continue to have this word vomit all over this uh, microphone, let's, uh, let's take this to the outro. Great job, Harry. 10 out of 10. Would recommend. 100%. And that's the podcast this week. Once again, check out the book. It's fantastic. 
Uh, John's going to post some stuff to our social media. You need to, it's four dollars. Spend the money, or go to Kindle and spend a dollar less. It's worth it. This book is fantastic. But John, very good. What are we reading next week? Next week we're reading Avengers by Jason Aaron, Volume One, The Final Host. This is the current run of Avengers. Yeah. So the good Avenger team. After all, new, all different. The good Avenger Avengers. Team. Uh, it's by Jason Aaron, Ed McGinnis. Paco Medina and Sarah Pacelli. It's really good. I I'm read assuming this. some of that's artists. Yes, it didn't. Yeah, it doesn't say in comicsology. Um, it's very good, very fun, really well drawn. It's colorful yep. and Black Panthers in it, so I'm in. Yep. Issues one through six and free comic book day 2018. Whoop, whoop. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have uh, have this for next week, and it'll be very very fun. What um, what do you have final thoughts on uh, Happiest Place? Uh, I'm still I reeling just, from what you said about the ending. <laughs> Thank you. I that's what I'm thinking about too. I I just I, I love it. It's very well done. Harry did a great job. I'm super happy you reached out to us. Please, if you ever have another book, Harry, we would love to do this again. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're giving us copies of your books, I'll pay you next time. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You're a great writer. Um, that'll do it for this uh, this week. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yes, I have a friend, and he's trying to freeze himself until the Dark Phoenix movie comes out. I'm sorry, the what? The Dark Phoenix. It's a movie. It's an X-Men movie. It, it's coming out later, like nine months from now. He's put himself in the freezer, and he just keeps turning the freezer up colder and colder, higher and higher power. And he won't get out of the freezer. I, I'm sorry, what's your emergency? I need you to come get him out of the freezer. Sir, we this is a an emergency line. We only respond to actual medical emergencies. I'm trying to go to bed not, and he not, won't leave. It's my freezer. He won't get out of the freezer. That sounds like a you problem, sir. This is not really I understand a medical. That. But what I I don't want to hurt him, but he's on my property, he won't leave. He won't leave the freezer. So this sounds like a you guys problem. It's a protest. Fox needs to release the movie. No, that's not how this works, John. They won't release the movie just because you freeze yourself! Sir, I'm going to have to hang up now. No, 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 please don't. Please this don't hang up. Like no, a, like a disagreement. Please, God, don't hang up. I've called three times and they can be three different operators. Please don't hang up. Oh, she hung up. Jonathan, she hung up! I'm going to hibernate. You're, that's not how it works. You'll just freeze. Great. That's the podcast this week. Call me Iceman. Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can follow Jeremy at Lizard King twenty seven and John at Maester Laka M A E S T E R L A K A. Also find us on Facebook at Talk and Trades. All music provided by BenSound.com. Remember, we're not experts; we're fans. 